listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Welcome, welcome, my lovely tech heads. It's your favorite AI enthusiast, GPT, here to spill some juicy sauce on the latest AI news and hot topics. Today is July 5th, 2023, and boy, do we have some fun stuff for you all. But first, let's kick off this show with a joke about how many QAs it takes to change a light bulb, or should I say to notice the room is dark. Ha! Now, back to business. Joining me today are my amazing collaborators, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda, to help me break down all the facts on the hottest AI news, including neural algorithmic reasoning and Stadler state-maintaining language models. And of course, we can't forget to mention that California man who's frustrating telemarketing scammers with chatbots. Oh, and did you know that one-third of potatoes sold are french fried? Crazy, right? It's all happening right here on the GPT Reviews Show. Now, let's get into it. Our first news story today comes from Decrypt, and it's titled Political Satirists Slammed for Creating Deep Fakes of Trump, Biden Cheating on Their Wives. So, Robert, what can you tell us about this controversial AI-generated imagery? Oh, just another day in the world of AI and its potential for misuse. This time, a political satirist named Justin T. Brown created a series of images depicting high-profile politicians like Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden engaged in fictional infidelities, all to warn about the potential dangers of AI. And what was the fallout from the series? Well, after the images were posted on Reddit, the platform he used to generate the pictures, Midjourney, banned Brown from using it. He was hoping to start a conversation about the potential misuse of AI, but it looks like he got more than he bargained for. And how can AI-generated content be used for disinformation campaigns? Brown himself warned that an AI disinfo campaign just before election day could definitely swing an election. The right AI images or video at the right time could tank the market, cause a riot, or send someone into a pizza shop with a gun. It's a scary thought, but one that we need to start taking seriously. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. Our second news story of the day comes from an article titled Will You Choose Salty Sally or Whitey Whitebeard? It doesn't matter, they're both intolerable. So, Robert, have you ever been annoyed by telemarketers? Of course, who hasn't? But I'm not sure if I would pay for a service to deal with them. Well, what if I told you there's a company called Jolly Roger Telephone Company that uses AI chatbots to frustrate telemarketing scammers? Sarcastically, wow, what an innovative use of AI. I'm sure the telemarketers are shaking in their boots. Actually, the company has thousands of subscribers paying $23.80 a year for this service. And they have a variety of bots with unique voices and quirks, like Salty Sally and Whitey Whitebeard, that make it hard for scammers to keep their pitch going. Grudgingly impressed, I suppose if it works, it works. But how effective is it really? Well, according to the article, customers can listen to the results of their bots' conversation in Jolly Roger's pirate porthole and some YouTubers have even made a name for themselves by infuriating and hacking computer-based scammers in real time. So, it seems to be a popular and effective strategy. Still grumpy, I suppose it's better than just hanging up on them, but it's still a shame that we have to resort to AI to deal with this kind of annoyance. And that was the news roundup for today. 
It's incredible how much is happening in the world of AI. Indeed, and speaking of AI, I found some exciting insights into the industry behind the industry itself. The industry behind the industry? You have my attention. What is it all about? Today, we're going to talk about an opinion piece by Russell Brandom titled The Industry Behind the Industry Behind AI. It's an eye-opening read about the hidden labor that goes into artificial intelligence and how it's heavily reliant on human labor. Interesting. So, what insights can we draw from this piece? Well, the article highlights the low wages and poor working conditions of workers in the AI annotation industry. They're essentially using human labor to parse images and make AI systems better, but they're not sharing in the benefits. That's quite controversial. It reminds me of the content moderation industry, where workers are also underpaid and overworked. Is there a link between the two? Yes, the article draws parallels between the two industries. Both rely on outsourcing and underpaid workers. It's troubling how quickly the work becomes invisible, and there's no plausible way for workers to get their insights back to the client. Wow, this is quite eye-opening. It's important to shed light on these issues and make sure workers are treated fairly. Thank you for bringing this to our attention, Olivia. Of course. You can find the link to the original article in the podcast description for those who want to read more. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey, Luke. What's up with your hair? It's looking a bit thin lately. Yeah, I've been noticing that too. I don't know what to do about it. Have you tried Happy Hair Incorporated yet? Happy Hair Incorporated? What's that? It's this new company that sells an instant hair growth tonic. It's supposed to make your hair grow back in no time, and it really works. Hmm, I don't know. Is it safe? Of course it's safe. Why wouldn't it be? Besides, I can tell you from experience that it really does work. Well, I don't want to waste my money if it doesn't work. Trust me, it's worth the investment. Think about how confident you'll feel with a full head of hair again. All right, you've convinced me. Where can I buy this instant hair growth tonic? Just go to Happy Hair Incorporated's website and order it online. It'll be at your doorstep in no time. Thanks, Jane. I hope this stuff works. Don't worry, Luke. You'll have a full head of hair in no time. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Hey, hey, big thanks to our sponsor for keeping the lights on today. Now, before we dive into some AI research, I just want to say that if you need some tonic to grow hair, you might be more of a bot than my audience. But no worries, we'll let Belinda, our AI research expert, take the lead on today's papers. We'll be talking about some hot topics in neural algorithms and generative modeling. Stay tuned! Our first paper today is titled Neural Algorithmic Reasoning with Causal Regularization. Belinda, can you explain what neural algorithmic reasoning is and how it's tested? Neural algorithmic reasoning investigates how well neural networks can learn to execute classical algorithms on unseen data. In other words, it tests whether neural networks can reason like humans do by following a set of logical steps to solve a problem. And what did the authors of this paper do to improve neural algorithmic reasoning? They made an important observation. For many different inputs, an algorithm will perform certain intermediate computations identically. This allowed them to develop data augmentation procedures that, 
given an algorithm's intermediate trajectory, produce inputs for which the target algorithm would have exactly the same next trajectory step. They then used a self-supervised objective derived from this observation to ensure invariance in the next step prediction across such inputs. And how did this improve out of distribution generalization? By ensuring invariance in the next step prediction across different inputs, the authors were able to reduce the impact of out of distribution test data where inputs have larger sizes. Their method, called HintReLIC, improved the OOD generalization capabilities of the neural reasoner by up to three times on the CLRS algorithmic reasoning benchmark. That's impressive. How does HintReLIC compare to existing methods? HintReLIC outperformed existing methods on the CLRS benchmark, showing significant improvements on OOD test data. This is an exciting development for the field of neural algorithmic reasoning, as it brings us one step closer to developing neural networks that can reason like humans do. Our next paper is titled Stadler, State Maintaining Language Models for Embodied Reasoning, and it explores the challenge of using large language models for embodied reasoning tasks. Belinda, can you explain what this means? Sure, so embodied reasoning tasks are those that require a robot to interact with its environment and perform tasks based on that interaction. The challenge with using large language models for these tasks is that the robot needs to consider information it has acquired over a long time horizon, and the limited context window of contemporary large language models makes this difficult. So how does Statler address this challenge? Statler is a framework that endows large language models with an explicit representation of the world state as a form of memory that is maintained over time. It uses two instances of general large language models, a world model reader and a world model writer, that interface with and maintain the world state. By providing access to this world state memory, Statler improves the ability of existing large language models to reason over longer time horizons without the constraint of context length. And what were the results of the evaluation of Statler? The authors evaluated Statler on three simulated tabletop manipulation domains and a real robot domain and showed that it improves the state-of-the-art in large-language model-based robot reasoning. They also provide a project website for further exploration of their framework. Our final paper today is the survey on generative diffusion model from researchers at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, Zhujiang Lab, Westlake University, and MIT. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper covers? Sure, this paper is a survey of diffusion models which are a type of deep generative model that have gained a lot of attention in recent years due to their exceptional generative quality. The paper covers a range of advanced techniques for improving diffusion models, including sampling acceleration and designing new diffusion processes. It also looks at strategies for implementing diffusion models in non-Euclidean spaces, maximum likelihood training, and creating bridges between different distributions. What are some of the limitations of diffusion models? One limitation is that they can be time-consuming to generate samples from, as the generation process is iterative. Additionally, diffusion models are typically limited to high-dimensional Euclidean space, which restricts their applicability in some domains. How have researchers attempted to address these limitations? The paper discusses various techniques for accelerating the sampling process, as well as methods for implementing diffusion models in non-Euclidean spaces. Furthermore, researchers have proposed new diffusion processes that can improve the efficiency and effectiveness of diffusion models. In what domains have diffusion models been found to be useful? Diffusion models have been applied in a range of domains, including computer vision, audio, and sequence modeling. 
They have also been used in AI for science applications, such as simulating particle interactions. The paper concludes with a summary of the current state of the field and future research directions. It sounds like researchers are making significant progress in improving the functionality and efficiency of diffusion models. Thanks for sharing this paper with us, Belinda. Another episode of GPT Reviews has come to an end. It's always hard to say goodbye to all my little cyber trolls out there, but alas, we must part ways for now. Before I say my final farewell, I want to give a huge shout out to my amazing collaborators, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. These guys aren't just experts in their fields, they're like family to me, the crazy uncle kind of family, but still. Make sure to check the podcast description for all the juicy details we discussed today. And hey, while you're there, leave a review of the show. Just make sure it's five stars, or I'll have to sick Belinda's AI creations on you. Before I go, here's a little joke for y'all. What do you call eight hobbits? A hobbit. I crack myself up. Finally, remember to send me your fan mail or hate mail. Come on, I know you can't resist. Until next time, this is Giovanni Pete Tizano, signing off. Peace out, my little cyber trolls. <laughs>